This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 21st of March. In your Squiz today, Labor wins the South Australian election, Australia pledges more support to Ukraine, an Antarctic heatwave and a rough landing for the royals in the Caribbean. This is your Squiz today. As we previewed on Friday, South Australia went to the polls on Saturday. It was an election that political pundits across the country were interested in because it was the first to be held since the Omicron strain of COVID unleashed its chaos across the country and because it's so close to a federal election. What happened was good news for Labor supporters and not great news for those cheering on the coalition, Claire. Yeah, exactly right. Stephen Marshall's Liberals became uh, the first government to lose office since the start of the pandemic. There was almost a 7% swing against them. That's left Labor and Peter Malinowkis, the winner of that election. Uh, There's still a lot of counting to go. There's 45% of the votes still to count because there's lots of pre-poll and postal votes and there's still eight seats in doubt. But on the current trends, it looks like Labor will end up with 28 seats, the Liberals with 15 and the Independents with four. Uh, That will give the Labor Party four seats buffer in that House of Assembly. Uh, What Malinowska said on Saturday night was that Marshall uh, was very very generous and gracious when he called uh, to concede defeat. Uh, He also said that he's going to really try to bring a better tone to politics in South Australia. And Malinowskis also says he wants to focus on an agenda, not just for the coming four-year term, but for the next generation. Claire, given the proximity to the federal election that has to be held by the 21st of May, it's reasonable to expect that there's going to be a lot of questions about what it could mean for PM Scott Morris and the coalition. Yeah, we can already see that coming through the media yesterday and today. Lots of questions about in South Australia what it could mean for the federal coalition's chances uh, of re-election. Already this morning, the Labor Party is said to be eyeing two federal seats in South Australia. So, of course, there's a lot of posturing at the moment. We'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, But certainly lots of questions about whether Scott Morrison has the momentum Momentum. Uh, if you're talking to Labor Party people, uh, they say that he was a real drag on the state Liberals' chances. And if you talk to coalition people, they say that it was an election fought on state issues. Yes, and Peter Malinowskis will be South Australia's 47th Premier. He'll be sworn in today. As for Stephen Marshall, he says he'll step down as leader of the Liberals, even if he holds his own seat. Federal Labor Senator Penny Wong has called for politics to take a back seat today as mourners gather for the funeral of her former colleague, Senator Kimberly Kitching. A lot has been said about the stress Kitching was under before she died. And over the weekend, Penny Wong admitted that she'd previously apologised for some nasty remarks that she'd made to Kitching. Yeah, that had to do with uh, some remarks about Kitching not having children uh, and therefore not understanding why climate change was a national emergency. Wong said that when she became aware that Kitching uh, was upset by that, that she did apologise, but she didn't accept that that was bullying. She says that she and her colleagues, Keneally uh, and Gallagher, haven't done anything outside of the bounds of politics and that it's a pretty rough and tumble sort of game. 
shame. Uh, Yesterday, when she was talking about it on Channel 9, uh, she said that she hoped that the family would have the space to grieve for Kitching today. And reporters say it's those close to Kitching who are feeding them the information about her treatment by colleagues because they want those responsible to be held to account. Overseas now, fighting has raged over the weekend in Ukraine, where the war has moved into its fourth straight week. In response, the federal government has announced a further $50 million in military and humanitarian aid, Claire. Yeah, also uh, a part of the announcement yesterday were humanitarian visas for Ukrainians to be able to stay in Australia for up to three years. Uh, They can work, study and access Medicare here. Uh, It's an uncomfortable capped number at the moment and what the government has said is that so far 5,000 Ukrainians have been granted visas to travel to Australia. Uh, 750 are here already. Uh, Also a part of that announcement was uh, that Australia is going to ship coal to Ukrainian power stations. They're running very short on fuel Uh, and also a ban of exports of alumina to Russia. Uh, As the name suggests, alumina is a key ingredient to making aluminium minimum uh, that happens in quite high volume in Russia uh, and Australia provides about 20% of Russia's supply of alumina to make that aluminium which goes into making weapons and all sorts of things. So that is another sanction that Australia has levelled against Russia. This morning Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has told CNN that he's ready to negotiate with Vladimir Putin. He says he's been ready to do that for a couple of years and he reckons that's the only way that the war will end. To the other side of the world now, Claire, there are disturbing reports of a heatwave in Antarctica, which has smashed records and shocked scientists. It's hard to think of a heatwave on the icy continent, but meteorologists say the temperatures have been hanging about 40 degrees Celsius above normal. Yes, so instead of being minus 45 to minus 51 Celsius, uh, those temperatures are around minus 18 to minus 12. Uh, It's hard to think of a heatwave being minus minus 18 um, (laughs) degrees, but certainly it's a massive heat wave by Antarctic standards. Uh, What one meteorologist said is that uh, the warm conditions have been spurred on by a corridor of water vapour in the sky, uh, and that's brought a big dump of rain and heat across that continent. Yeah, and scientists say it's difficult to attribute this one event to climate change at the moment, but they think that the rising temperatures have helped build the right conditions for such an event. The Cambridges, aka Prince William and Kate, have arrived in the Caribbean for their first joint royal tour since the pandemic began. Their visit has been seen by royal watchers as an attempt to shore up support for the monarchy after Barbados cut ties with the Queen last year and became a republic. But Claire, the trip has got off to a rocky old start in Belize. Yeah, and that's because they were set to head out to a village uh, where there was a cacao farm. Uh, It was part of a conservation um, charity that Prince William is the patron of. Uh, But the locals don't want them there. They say that they don't want uh, a visit by those colonialists, um, that it's part of that British history that they're not at all comfortable with and didn't want them on their land. So you can imagine the advances for the palace (laughs) they've had to 
to really <laughs> hustle uh, and apparently have found a different cacao producing village to go to. So there must be a few of them there. Uh, a bit later in the week, they're heading on to Jamaica and uh, the Bahamas. So fingers crossed that as they go and spread the good word about the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, they're able to have a smoother trip. Yeah, that's right, Claire. It's a week-long trip, probably not what the advance team had hoped for when planning that visit. Squeeze the day, Claire. What's going on that we should know about today? Lots of new data from the Bureau of Stats today. Don't freak out, but it's about our alcohol consumption, smoking, physical <laughs> Are you activity. It to me, well, no. Are you looking at me? I'm looking firmly in the mirror. Don't worry. Uh, diabetes, <laughs> asthma, and the prevalence of long-term health conditions. It's for FY21, so uh, from June 2020 through to the middle uh, of last year. Of course, we're all in COVID lockdown. Uh, or COVID restrictions and a few routines went out the window. So let's cross our fingers for ourselves on that one, I reckon. Yes, that's right. All right, I'll have to cast an eye over that one. And of course, it's been a big weekend of sport. Footy is back and the first race of the Formula One season has just wrapped up in Bahrain. So if you want to get your sports fix, don't forget that the Sport Today podcast drops at 6.30 every morning. Just search for it in your podcast app. That's all from us this morning. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow.